Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Well, y'all, I could not be more excited to be standing in front of you right now because this message that I feel like the Lord has given me is one that I have personally walked out and seen the fruit of. And on top of that, I have personally been able to give this same message to people who I have been mentoring, life coaching, and the ones who have grabbed a hold of the truth in this message. I'm seeing the fruit come out of their lives. And I'm like, oh my God, the Holy Spirit is resting on this. So I'm excited today to talk to you about radical obedience. And another way to phrase that is pivoting for your destiny. So right now, God is positioning his church. If you notice what happened in the last year, (laughs) he has dismantled structures, a lot of them that have been in place, but he's not done dismantling them. Okay, and he's raising up people, and he's putting them into position. So he's establishing his people, and so he wants us to start listening to his elaborate plan of how to get us to where we actually want to go. Who God has told me multiple times through multiple prophetic words, like you're going to transfer wealth in the end times. You're gonna, you know, money's gonna come through your hands. You're gonna help advance the gospel. We keep hearing about this billion soul harvest that's coming. We keep hearing about revival that's coming, and it's kind of like, well, um, based on my bank account, <laughs> now I'm not really sure how that's gonna happen. So, like one of this one example of a radical prayer that I have been praying is, God, I need five streams of income. I heard a preacher preach that one time, and he's like, the church needs to get out of poverty, and he was like, everyone should have five streams of income. Well, I want five streams of income, you know, and I just pray a lot of those types of radical prayers. And so at the end of 2019, I'm having a conversation with the Lord about just all the different prayers that I've been praying, and I haven't really been seeing any fruit from. And so one night I'm sitting with him, and he says, if you want to see radical miracles, you're going to have to make some radical changes. And I felt the weight of it. It was like, I mean, I feel like just now saying it again. Now let's make something very clear here. (laughs) This is not a threat. And this is not an ultimatum. This is an invitation from your Papa God. Who's saying, hey, you got some really good prayers out there. But I have my way that I would like to do this. Would you like to join me? It's an invitation. So the thing about radical obedience is it will take you light years further into your destiny and purpose with more acceleration than you could ever accomplish on your own. Okay? And so we're talking about supernatural acceleration. We're talking about God redeeming the time. I'm talking to those people who are like, you disqualified yourself because you're like, I took a wrong turn back then. Yeah. I guess I, I can't do those things that he prophesied over me all those years. Come on, girl. So good. I'm talking to those people who are like, well, my destiny got delayed because of this person. Yeah. And now I'm still sitting here in this, you know, stuck place because this person won't step up or this person won't let me free. And so it's like you've got this Israelite mentality that's like, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Pharaoh. I can't fulfill my destiny because of Pharaoh. Pharaoh. No. God is bigger than Pharaoh. Okay? And so 
as we walk through life, we're going to encounter different invitations from the Lord. And these are invitations to pivot with him. Change the course of your life. Change the direction. Maybe do some random things. <laughs> Maybe some of these things are not even on your radar. Okay? So how are we going to respond when God invites us to pivot? So beginning of 2020, I had interviewed with a company. They loved me. They offered me a job. They gave me a verbal offer. And they were like, hey, give us a couple weeks. We're going to give you your written letter, um, uh, your written offer letter. I'm like, okay, great. This was at the end of February. Anybody remember what happened about two weeks later? COVID. If you're looking at COVID like a pharaoh, it's time to change your mindset. Amen. And so, you know, I'm sitting around waiting for this offer letter, and then, you know, not a whole lot of time. They're like, hold on, give us some time, you know, all this stuff. So, fast forward to about February, beginning of February, I get a prophetic word from a prophet friend of mine, and she's like, whoa, I saw this vision of you. You are going, like, deeper into your relationship with the Lord. I saw you, like, deep diving with scuba gear, and you're about to go into this where you're going to trust the Lord more than you ever have in your whole life. <laughs> now, those of you who've been around the block, y'all already know things are about to go down. <laughs> and I knew that some radical stuff was about to go down. So, the very next day, the current job I had, they laid me off. Very next day. And so I'm like, hey, I don't have to give two weeks notice. So I called the company and I'm like, hey, my company just laid me off. I can start immediately. And the response was, we have just laid off a whole bunch of people too. And we're not going to be able to offer you the job that we were talking to you about. And ironically, the name of that company, which I normally wouldn't share, was called Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> so Let's talk about pivoting. Let's talk about these invitations that come from the Lord. So, when the Lord invites us to pivot, there are two different ditches. You know, we we all got the ditches up in here. So, there's two different ditches that you could possibly fall into. So, one of the ditches is to quit. You know what, Lord? That sounds really crazy. That's not me. No, 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 no. Ha! You get somebody else, please. Think of the kid in the cereal aisle in the grocery store that is throwing the ultimate tantrum. This is also called the this too much bitch. You're asking way too much for this plan that you have. No, I'm good. The other ditch is you know, God, I'm liking where you're going. <laughs> this plan sounds great. Yes. But um, your way of getting there is pretty roundabout. It's kind of radical. <laughs> like, so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to figure out my own way to get there, and then I'll meet you at the destination. How about that? <laughs> this is the do it yourself. And you know, one thing I want to say about this ditch this is counterfeit obedience. Wow. 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 So good. You think it's because it's about the destination. It's not. He's invited you on a journey. So you 
flying to destination while he's taking the bus. <laughs> you are not in obedience. All right? So let's talk about some people in the Bible who were given some invitations to pivot, who were invited into radical obedience. Y'all remember the rich young ruler from my note takers? This is Mark 10, verses 17 through 27. Um, Jesus invited him to come. He's like, I've done all these things. I'm such a great person, Jesus. He's like, you are. He's like, I've done everything. Well, he's like, well, there's one more thing that you should do, and then you should follow me. He's like, what's that? Sell all your stuff. And the word literally says, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. He gave up. All right. Judas. Judas was like, oh, this is the guy that's going to change everything. He was all about rubbing elbows with the influencer of the influencers, okay? He was like, yeah, this is the guy. And then he started watching the journey that Jesus was taking. <laughs> and he was like, uh, remember, Judas actually rebuked Jesus a lot. You know what I mean? He was just like, why are you letting this girl like pour this oil out on me? Like, we could be saving this money and doing something else with it. We can give it to the poor, whatever, whatever. Um, when Judas started to see the journey, he was like, oh, no. I'm going to find my own way to get to the influencers of the influencers. I'm going to sell this dude out and rub elbows with the right people. So last year, um, I got invited to speak at a women's conference. And I had just finished my book. And I already knew that by the time this conference was coming along, I wasn't, my book was not going to be in print. It was still with the publishers, the editors, like it was not going to be ready. But the Lord kept speaking through multiple people, you need to have a merch table. And the Holy Spirit was saying to you, you need to have a merchandise table. And I'm like, what's the point of a merchandise table when I don't have anything to put on? Like, I didn't, like it just didn't make any sense whatsoever. And so I, was kind of, I dabbled around, I looked around, we'll see what kind of things, like, can I get some pins? Can I get some? I just like dabbled around with it. So the Sunday before the women's conference, and I shared this story in the academy for people, some of you might heard this story. Um, the Sunday before the women's conference, Holy Spirit comes to me and he says, Donna, where's the merch? <laughs> and I felt like the fear of God because I knew I was one step away from disobedience. Like I knew, I was like, oh snap. Um, scrambling, 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 find a friend who had personalized some stuff for me for like friends, birthdays and stuff like that. I'm like, help. So she's a believer too, so I just like poured up my whole soul. I was like, I'm about to be in this obedient healthy place. I need something for a Saturday, you know. So she helped me. Literally Friday, I was able to pick up all the stuff for the conference on Saturday and head out of town. And so I get to the, the women's conference, and I probably sold like six shirts. I probably had like 25. And so it was no big deal, but I was kind of like, what was the big whoop? Like, why was he like so adamant? about merchandise, whatever, get back home, handle my business. And right after that, a whole bunch of stuff started happening with my car. Like, my savings almost got depleted trying to diagnose and fix the stuff that was happening in my car. It never did get fixed. And it threw me into a financial season where literally the people who were buying t-shirts off my website from then on out were literally putting food on me and my son's table. We lived off of that merchandise. It may not make sense, but he's already gone before you. Follow the breadcrumbs. <laughs> so let's talk about Gideon. 
He's minding his business, stretching some wheat. The Lord's like, hey, mighty warrior. Sidebar. When the Lord calls you names, pay attention to the names that he's calling you. It's a hint to where he's trying to take you. He didn't call him wheat, dude. He was like mighty warrior. Okay, so that means he's about to be asked to go do something regarding war. And sure enough, that's what happened. And so, you know, Gideon argues with him, you know the deal. And so the good thing, though, is that Gideon was able to accept the challenge and pivot. And you guys know the story of Gideon. So my note-takers, that's in Judges um, chapter 6. Esther was invited to pivot. She thought that she was in, like, the best beauty pageant to be the queen. And she won. And she probably thought... Destiny achieved! Check. Until she finds out that somebody is literally trying to commit one of the greatest genocides against her own people. And her uncle was telling her. He says, and who knows whether you have attained such royalty for such a time as this. God positioned her and then the invitation to pivot came. And what she had to do to save her people was radical obedience. Because in her instance, she was going to go before a king. And the rule of that day was, you don't go before the king if he don't ask you to come because it's off your head. <coughs> Invitation to pivot. Mary, mother of Jesus. I mean, what do you do when an angel comes to you as a virgin? He's like, hey, you're going to have a baby. Messiah, you in the world. It's very scary. In this day and age, you probably wouldn't be as scary, but back then, that was very scary. She was betrothed. And Joseph was thinking about putting her away quietly. But Mary's response was, Behold the Lord's bondservant. May it be done to me according to your word. She made a confession with her mouth, and she went into three months of seclusion. So I'm going to give you some tidbits here. God's going to invite every single one of us <laughs> into a, a pivot season. He's going to give every single one of us the opportunity to step into some radical obedience. The first thing you can expect when you commit to radical obedience, when you commit to pivot with the Holy Spirit for your future, you're going to have to leave things behind. People, places, things. Peter talks all the time about people self-selecting. There are going to be people who don't know why you're doing what you're doing, and they're not going to like how you're doing yeah. what you're doing. And they're going to dip. And you've got to be in a place where you're like, I want what God has for me. Okay? In my instance, I also had to give up the place where I was living. He said, don't renew your lease. I was at the end of the lease of my townhouse. He was like, don't renew it. I'm like, where am I going? Don't renew it. Where am I going? Don't renew it. <laughs> Just trust me. That's all he kept saying. Just trust me. Number two, when you commit to radical obedience, Expect for your faith level to increase. And expect to lean into that peace that surpasses all understanding. When I was going through my homeless season, as Joshua and I call it, <laughs> our homeless season, um, every now and then the Lord would give me the opportunity to kind of share with somebody kind of what I was going through or what was happening in my life. And every single time people would look at me and go, whoa, you would never know you were going through that by looking at you. And I was just like, yeah, it's weird. There's like this odd level of peace that's going on, even though I'm like homeless and floating 
from house to house to house. Number three, when you commit to radical obedience, you can expect to experience supernatural acceleration. This was actually during a season where I was living with the Philetis. <laughs> when God was like, hey, you should become a realtor. They're realtors if you don't know. He's always strategically placing me places. And I'm like, what? This is a class that takes two to three months, and somehow there's a two-week accelerated real estate class. Even the instructor was like, <laughs> here we go. Because he was just like, I don't even understand who created this thing, because this is asinine. Kind of like how he was presenting it. But God is going to put you in positions and in places where you can accomplish things at rapid levels. It's not going to take as much time for you to do it because he's anointed for you to do it at that specific time. Right. So I did the two-week class and had some exams to take after that. So number four, when you commit to radical obedience, expect to be rewarded exceedingly and abundantly above what you can imagine. That's Ephesians 3.20. Exceedingly and abundantly more than you can ask for or imagine. So I lost the job, my actual job, and I lost the pivot offer in 2020. And a year later to the day, he blessed me with a better job, better money, better benefits. These people have unlimited vacation time. Have y'all ever heard of that? <laughs> I was like, there was a whole list of benefits, and I just kept going back to that one. I was like, wait, can you explain this to me? Like, what does that mean? I can, like, not show up for a whole month, and I'm like, y'all are cool? She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord had me lay down the townhouse that I was in because he took me on a very specific journey into people's homes for purposes, very specific purposes. And a year later, he blesses me with a townhouse that is far better. It's a luxury townhouse. I probably, I think I have the best view in Kennesaw, like no kidding. Um, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. He asked me to start shopping for a car when I, when I didn't know why. Why am I shopping for a car? I have a car. And people were giving me prophetic words. You need to start shopping for a car. You to, so out of obedience, I just started going to different dealerships. And I went to one dealership and they offered me a certain amount of money to trade in my car. And I was just like, okay, well, we'll see what happens with that. And not even a few weeks later, I wound up getting into a car accident that was the most anticlimactic accident ever. It was just like, boop. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And this thing totaled my car. <laughs> like, completely totaled my, I couldn't even see anything on the other guy's car. Like, even Joshua was like, what? He was expecting it to be like all in the movies, but he was so disappointed. Um, like, it, it totaled my car. And they wound up, the insurance gave me twice the amount of money that the dealership was going to give me the trade Come on. Like, when I tell people the number of what I got for a 2010 Honda Accord, they're like, how? You could have bought, like, a new Honda Accord. And I was like, it's God now. Remember when I was talking about five streams of income? So in that year of just following the breadcrumbs, radical obedience, do this, do that, nothing makes sense. Why am I doing all these random things? I wrote a book. I launched a website for speaking engagements. I now have merchandise. I have my real estate license, and now I have a life coaching business. Woo. In a year. Woo. In one year. Who does that? That is Holy Spirit. That is God. So when I was wrapping up my, my um, life coaching class, the very last class that our instructor had, she called it 
Um, basically, it was like, how to launch your business and make it a six-figure six business or something like that. So I was like, okay. So she gets to the last PowerPoint, and she has a list of things to do to launch a business and make it a six-figure business. And I started creeping towards the this too much ditch. I was like, uh-uh, I'm tired. I am, I'm tired. And those of you who've been walking with me, y'all know. I was like, I am tired of doing all these random things. I got tired, God help. And so I closed my eyes and I just leaned my head back against the recliner where I was sitting. I was like, I'm just gonna listen because I can't even look at this PowerPoint. I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, and I don't deal with that. I don't get overwhelmed. But I was just like, I can't, I can't. Close my eyes and just lean back. This lady says, the first thing I would recommend if you want to launch a six-figure business with your life coaching, um, I would recommend that you get a social media presence. And, you know, one eye kind of threw open. <laughs> and Holy Spirit's like, oh, well, look at that. Back in April of 2020, I told you to start doing encouraging videos on Instagram. Now, didn't I? And I was like, you did? And I was like, what? Why? He said, oh. Continue listening to the lady. The next thing I would recommend if you want to launch your business and have a six-figure income, um, I would recommend that you get a website. Holy Spirit's like, remember when I told you to go to Fox and Hound Designs and get a website? And you were like, why are you making me get a website? I need to save my money. My savings is depleting. He's like, yeah, remember that? I'm like, touche, touche, okay. <laughs> then she's like, the next thing. The next thing that I would recommend if you want to do a <laughs> six-figure business, she's like, there's something that's your niche. There's something that you're powerful about, you're, you're passionate about. Write a book about it. <laughs> And the Holy Spirit's like, press but not crush much. <laughs> she proceeded to go down this entire list, and I promise you, everything on that list I had accomplished except for one. <laughs> Every single thing. And the last time I was able to just sit at the dining room table and do with the Holy Spirit in five minutes. Like, that's how I was shook, y'all. Like, I can't even explain to you. Like, I sat there, the, the, the Zoom went off, it was black. And I just sat there in the chair like, <laughs> but there's nothing else to do. Like, how did you do that? Like, it was like the best magic trick ever. Like, I was like, this is like absolutely amazing. Like, I'm done. <laughs> so here's the thing. I want to invite every single person in here to pivot for your destiny. Come on. There are things that you want to do. There are things that you have put off in a pile because you're like, oh, I might be too old for that. Oh, my season for that has passed. No. I want to invite you to pivot for your destiny. And the mode of travel is called radical obedience. So when you're forced to pivot, I want you to know that you're not powerless. In none of those instances was I powerless. I wasn't a victim. I was not a victim. The cry of my heart was, I don't care how foolish I look to other people. I want all that God has for me. For my destiny. I don't care what other people think. I'm going after it. And you know, it's kind of like that that scripture that says, I will become even more undignified than this. What else do I gotta do for my destiny? I gotta dress up in a clown costume, like, what is that unto? I don't know. But I'm willing to do it, whatever it looks like. Because it's gonna accelerate me into the calling and the purpose and the destiny on my life. So what does oh, other thing I wanna say to you, you know, when we're pivoting. We're not doing it in our own strength either. We're doing it with Jesus. It's like he's the dance partner that comes and like, can I have this dance? <laughs> and you're like, uh, I don't know how to dance, but okay, let's do this. And so you get into his arms and he just guides you where you need to go. 
That's it. He just guides you where you need to go. You can close your eyes. You ain't got to do nothing. Or you can even imagine it like when the dads that dance with their little daughters and their feet, their toes are right there on top of their daddy's toes. And he's just carrying them around the room. That's pivoting with the Holy Spirit. So good. That's what it is. So good. So what does taking steps towards radical obedience look like? What has he been asking you to do? Think about that. What has God been asking you to do? I don't care how random it is. It could be something as crazy as like switch the salt pepper shakers on the table. <laughs> because I promise you it's unto something. Yeah. I bet you it is. What are you supposed to be doing that you've been putting off? Remember, it's the breadcrumbs. It's following the rabbit trail. What seems insignificant is actually very significant. And you know, another thing I want to say, there's no condemnation here. I'm not here to bash anybody over the head and be like, you better get at this bitch! You know, no. <laughs> at any moment, Papa is just waiting for you. Like, you ready? You ready, man? You ready? Are you ready? There's grace to repent from trying to do things your way. There's grace to repent for walking away and just quitting and being like, this is for the birds. There's grace for that. So I want to encourage you guys to suit up and get back in the game. He has things for you to do and he wants to blow you away. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of doing things the world the way the world is doing them. Yeah. I don't want to read another 12 step 12 step book about whatever, 12 habits of super successful people, 12 ways to get a million dollars tomorrow. Like, I don't I don't want to read any of that. Papa, what do you want? What does it look like? Because remember, if he's calling you to it, you can't fail. All you gotta do is partner with him. It's like the best bet ever. You know what I mean? You can't fail. I say it all the time. If you don't quit, you win. That's what radical obedience is. You just do whatever it is he's calling you to do. And I really feel led to also say, if he, sometimes you feel like, well, he's not speaking. I don't know. Well, what's the last thing he told you to do? Because sometimes he's just waiting for you to do the last thing he told you to do. I do that with my kid all the time. All right, what's the next thing you want me to do? Didn't I tell you to go clean your room? Like, why are you asking me for the next thing? You didn't even do the first thing. So I really just want to open it up tonight. If you are someone and you're like, listen, get me on this radical obedience bus now. Get me on this pivot plane today. You can get on any time that you want. Right now. So if that's in your heart and you're feeling that, like, I encourage you to Make some type of prophetic declaration or come stand. I'm going to have the worship team back up. Yes, yes. yes. I got you, Ben. He's calling us to pivot for our destiny. He's positioning the church to take over, to have maximum impact. And he's doing it a lot of times. That's why, that's why sometimes the Lord has you hide your plans. Because he's bringing you in stealth mode. Come on, girl. So good. He's bringing you in in a way where the enemy can't sabotage you. Remember Mary? She got pregnant and she went to hiding for three months. Remember the dreams Joseph had? Hey, get up. 
go to a different place. You didn't need to be talking to everybody about that. Stealth mode. So I just want to encourage y'all. <laughs> I just want to invite y'all right now to just say, Papa. What are you calling me to do in this season? Is there anything you asked me to do that I haven't? If so, could you just remind me? Because I'm going to tell you what, even as a mom, I'm more likely to be pleased that my son came to me and said, Mom, sorry, I totally forgot what you told me to do. Can you tell me again? Because it shows that his heart is to obey. His heart is to do the right thing. So it's okay to ask Papa, what, is there anything you ask me to do that I haven't done? Could you remind me of what that is? Father, is there anything that's standing in my way of radical obedience? Do I have to deal with trust issues with you? What is blocking me from stepping out to radical obedience? Just ask him these questions. He wants to catapult you today. Believe it or not, there's probably something he has for you to do tomorrow, as soon as he gets that yes in your heart. I invite anyone who wants to come up and pray wants prayer, feel free to come on up. Because as we pivot together, it's going to be powerful. I was able to pivot because of this healthy community right here. We are more powerful together than isolated and trying to do it alone.